Welcome, siblings of the storm, to another Tempest Runner transmission, the show where we talk about everything Star Wars The High Republic. I'm Sam. I'm Liz. I'm Annie. And we will be your Tempest Runners this evening. So, this episode we're going to be talking about Mari Santeca, who is one of the new characters introduced in Light of the Jedi. However, her family name is, is not so new. We, we, we know of a Santeca introduced in The Force Awakens, Law Santeca, who was an archaeologist who seemed to be hunting for force relics, light side, dark side, all that crazy stuff. He's kind of like a Indiana Jones-esque figure. So I guess the first uh, place we should start is talking about who is Mari Senteca. What do we know of her? Uh, Manny, what do we know about Mari Senteca so far? So uh, we are first introduced to Mari Senteca in a chapter with Marcion Rowe. I believe it is chapter 24. Yeah, which is in the pod, yes. right? Uh, Marsh, we uh, we see Martian Rose in the Gaze Electric, traveling mm. through hyperspace as he meets with the source of the paths for the Nihil. The paths being the uh, unconventional hyperspace travel that the Nihil mm. employ uh, that crosses across the hyperspace lanes. So, we see Mari Santeca. She's an incredibly old woman, hooked up to lots of machinery, keeping her alive. And she can see these hyperspace paths that no one can know. Again, she's uh, she's from the Santeca clan, who I believe were introduced earlier in the book, and they seem to know what was going on. They know about Mar- uh, Mari Santeca. You know, they reference that she must be dead by now. Right, but they were they seem to be lying about like when uh, when Elzar Man and Avar Chris go and question them about it. There's definitely Elzar Man senses that they're lying about something, so there seems to be some sort of mystery surrounding her that the Santecas are clued up on. We don't know what that is, but yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so Mari Santeca was incredibly uh, integral to the uh, Santeca fortune, how they uh, made a name for themselves, mm. which was charting through hyperspace, the old, you know, pioneers. Mm. And somewhere along the line, she got captured by Martian's father, or even uh, just his family in general. And she became the key part of the Nihil and the secret of all their power, their power, really. Yeah, they need her. They need her for locating the paths. We don't really know much about the incident and how she got her powers, because I think in the book it said that she got her powers at a very young age. I think it was like six. But yeah, the book mentions at the age of six, something happened to her as she was traveling out through hyperspace. Mm-hmm. And, and her mind opened up and she could see all the paths and all the ways to traverse that no one else could. It's freaky. It's freaky, actually. So, I mean, does anyone have any theories about Mari Senteca? I, I definitely do have a, a completely crackpot theory of, of, of Mari Senteca and what she could be all about. But um, does anyone, before I maybe go into that, does anyone else have some, some theories as to what Mari Senteca could be? Or what's special about her in any way? Uh, just the obvious that she's Force-sensitive. Yeah. Um, usually around that age, or usually it's it's younger than six. People start to realize they have like abilities and stuff like that. Right. Um, she may have suppressed them, and she, maybe she joined the clan at that young age to learn, and they just used her for that, or something else. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, so did it say that she was? They were exploring the unknown regions at the time, or something, or. I think they were just charting because because her family they um you know hyperspace in the outer sure. room so I think they were just like you know traveling through you know rough hyperspace figuring out all that stuff. Yeah, I wonder if like maybe they came across something like a force phenomenon or, or something like that that showed her these. 
that maybe awakened her. Yeah, or like, or maybe even like infused her with a power. I don't. We don't. The force can work in in weird ways. We don't know if if it like awakened the force in her, or or maybe just showed her like the possibilities of of these paths. The only thing that I know where this power has been seen before, in any kind of way, is I believe it's been a while since I've read read these books, but I think in Thrawn. What's the second Thrawn book of the? Was of it the alliances? Alliances, yeah. Alliance, that, yes. that was the book where we we learned about the um ability Skywalkers. to be able to yeah the Skywalkers to be able to uh, travel through hyper unknown hyperspace lanes. Yes, right, not, right. not not the Skywalkers as you know them. Yeah, These are no. a different kind of Skywalkers. <laughs> literal Skywalkers. Yes. So for for those who haven't read the Thrawn trilogy, the new one, which is pretty great, by the way, the Skywalkers are what the Chiss. Uh, you know, that's that's Thrawn's race. What the Chiss call their force sensitives uh they're usually young children and they use that they use their abilities and they teach them uh how to use them to navigate hyper navigate hyperspace and just navigate the uh, the unknown regions because that's where the chiss live and there's no there's not that many charted paths which is why you know the republic has a hard time going out there republic and the yeah. empire and why no, no one's really messed with the chiss in a while right so so it's been established that the force can allow beings to chart through space but what Murray Santek is doing is kind of on a whole nother level than, than even what the the Chiss were trained to do. And uh, and in that book, Vader uh, learns about uh, what they do, and he tries to, you know, do their technique, which he can. He he isn't an expert at it. Mm. This is the first time he's used the Force to you know chart through space, but it's definitely something that all Force users can do, if they uh, attempted it. But it seems that only the Chiss have really focused on it before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I mean the Jedi would maybe focusing. Like they they focus on more of a, an all encompassing idea of what the force is like opening themselves up, but I guess if you're trained from a young age that this is the force and this is the only thing it can do and this is its only purpose, then it makes a little sense why the why the chiss would be so good at it. But if I remember correctly from the from the Thrawn books, I can't remember if it's if it's mandatory or like if it just happens. They they lose the power at a young age, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, uh, it's, it's very it's, the... it's a little bit vague. Don't yeah, the girls lose it when they hit puberty? Wasn't that... I feel I like that so. was a... Yeah. Also, like, only... Fe- well, females have it for longer, I believe, than the males do. Right. Which, obviously, Mari Senseka is a, is a woman. But then she didn't lose it when she hit, hit puberty, obviously, because she's like an old woman. <laughs> she's like an yeah. old well, woman. Well, she's in also in not a chiss either, so... Yeah, yeah that, well, that's yeah. interesting. Maybe it's... Maybe it's part of the chiss biology that they lose the force, or maybe they right, uh, right. they don't have the right mindset for it, or something. It's very sure. interesting. I, I haven't yeah. finished the the Thrawn prequel yet, but if it goes into the Skywalker's more, that'll be interesting to learn about. Right. I wonder if I wonder if that'll maybe uncover some more of the mystery, or or what, or, or they'll both kind of go hand in hand with with what this this big mystery is. If if it is at all connected in any way, we we don't know if it is. It could be something completely different. But you know, judging by the fact that it's the only use of this power we've really seen before even if it is on a on a on a smaller scale to what Mario Senteca can do it's, it's still a, the closest thing we can go off and I think it's a it's a relatively safe assumption to assume that they are connected or it's it's the same sort of power yeah I I, I just wonder I mean it's interesting that Mario Senteca didn't have these powers you know it, it's not like she was the way the book describes it is that it's a sudden thing right it's not a Oh yeah, she was always gifted with the force. She can move stuff with her mind, and then you know, oh she well she knows how to use these hyperspace routes. It, it seems to be like a sudden thing. So it, it's definitely an event that happens in the book that that makes it like this, which is what's interesting to me. And I, I wonder if you know, obviously the, the Santeca, you know those those 
married couple that the Avar and uh, Elzar speak to, you know, they know they're lying about something. So there's definitely there's definitely a secret there. There's definitely a secret there. We don't know what it is. We don't know why they're lying, but I think there's a secret there, and I think we're definitely going to obviously know more about that as as the book goes on. But yeah, Mari Santeca. So she's obviously being kept. She's she really is on on the brink of death. I'm pretty sure at one point Martian, because Martian has her in this 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 containment thing, right, that kind of keeps her alive. But he he zaps her. He's he's kind of horrible to her when uh when he wants when he, he pretends to be nice to her, but he he, he want, when he wants something from her, he, he like zaps her if I remember correctly with this like. Yeah, I literally thing. just reread the passage. Um, yeah, he, he zaps her. Yeah, and then um the woman or whoever is um taking care of her uh said that her heart was like paper right right she's like on the it's brink so of sad death. i think she even dies at one point and they have to like bring her back or something it's really like it's so dark. if it didn't happen in the book i'm sure it's happened at some point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. amashia just just doesn't care he's well he does because he needs well, he's, parts, but... yeah he's he i mean it was it, it's saying that um uh she was passed down from generation to generation Mm. like from uh his his family and they just kept her in the pod for so, years assumingly because um because asgard row has been mentioned before quite frequently in uh, martian's chapters as as his father and only briefly do they mention martian's grandmother and i'm and and she seems to be almost like the you know i wonder if you know it, it seems that she's probably not alive because obviously I, i'm assuming she would be in the book but she definitely seems to be maybe like the the architect. I don't know. How, I don't know what this has to do with Mara Senteca, but it's just a stray thought I have going on in my head. She seems to be the architect of whatever went on with the with the Rose, and and I, I reckon she was probably one of the one of the people to capture Mara Senteca and uh, and take her and use her for her own purposes, and then pass down from generation to generation. You know, it it didn't it didn't. If I remember correctly, it doesn't just say that Asgard Row had her, and then you know, it it seems like she's. Um. It says. It says Martian Rowe's own family had taken Mari Senteca, stolen her for no reason to call it anything other than what it was. They had used her skills to find things they believed they needed back then, mm. and they had just kept her, told her whatever stories required her to keep her happy and working. Oh, so this, you know what, kind of even sounds like they had her before whatever went on with Martian's home planet and when they had to leave and on the gaze electric. I wonder if, like, they had her even before that, when when the row race was still around, and when you know Martian had more of a family than than just uh, well, just yeah, nobody. Maybe kidnapping kids is one of the bad things they did that they made the Jedi and uh, turn their eye towards. Oh them. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, it might have been more what they were trying to find with you know oh. if they have Mari Santeca and they're trying to find these things because it said they they were trying to find things they thought they needed at the time. We don't know what that is. That's left there. Uh, intentionally um, ambiguous but that is interesting yeah. so i'm gonna get into my uh my crackpot theory about mari senteca right and buckle up because i'm sure i am like 90 percent positive i'm wrong here i'm sure I, I, I know i am i know i'm wrong deep down i know i'm wrong but i really hope i'm right because i think it would be great so i think mari senteca is the secret mastermind behind everything in terms of the High Republic and everything that will happen. I think she is the true villain of this era. And I think that she's using Martian. Obviously, Martian is like none the wiser. He thinks he's using her. Because 
in the scenes where he's torturing her and tormenting her and, and questioning her and it, you you know you can you can see that, that on the, on the surface of it she's like a delirious old lady right and she's you know struggling she doesn't really know where she is and and you can definitely look look that is probably the interpretation of that scene you're meant to take away however all i'm going to say is that when i was listening to the audiobook i couldn't help but feel that mari santeca was screwing with marcion because marcion needed because if if you remember the scene that he comes into her he needs something from like he he desperately needs it. I think he needs it to like find out where the the emergencies are, are happening so they can find the the black box of legacy run and and destroy it or something like that right I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's something along those lines she's almost it almost seems like she's intentionally playing the sweet old lady routine right I, I, I don't know what you what do you guys think do you guys do you guys see any of this at all am I crazy um so uh yeah I I kind of see where you're getting this from mm. um after she tells him whatever um, he needed to know, um, she she's asking him about his day. She says, how are things going with your work, Marcion? That big right. fancy plan of yours, are you making progress? Like, Oh, see, she's I forgot about that. Yeah, she's definitely messing with him. Um, and then he goes on to um, think to himself about how uh, Asgard Rowe hadn't created the created the Nile, know how he ever ruled them, blah, blah, blah. He was, like, talking about, like, his dad. Mm. And uh, not to himself, but then he, he it's in relation to how they uh, got her. Sure, sure. Push. Yeah. It's very so, interesting. Yeah, it, it, see, it, it, it's one of those theories, I think, that sounds like I've pulled it from nowhere. And I probably have, right? I'm, I'm not trying to say this is, like, the definitive answer of, like, the mystery of, of uh, the High Republic era. But there's just a couple things that, that kind of strike me as a little bit odd. It's the fact that she does seem to have this power. And here's the real kicker. Here's the big thing, right? Marcion Rowe is determined to find out who killed his father. Now, we're kind of led to believe that that's Cassiv, right? But it's left very, very vague. And I personally don't think it is. You know, he, he asked Cassiv if he killed his dad. And then Cassiv's like, well, what are you talking about? But you don't really know if he's, if he's still playing a game. Though I suppose he's like, he's nearly dead at that point. So why wouldn't you just be like, yeah, yeah, I killed your dad and I enjoyed it. You know, I don't know. And then Marcion says something about, well, even if it's not, then, uh, you know, I'll find out who it is eventually. Which, you know, I don't, I don't see the point in having that line of dialogue in the book if it's, if it's not, if the mystery still hasn't been solved. And if the mystery is that, oh, it's just another Tempest runner, then I don't really see like the dramatic reveal in that. Like we know they don't really like Marcion. We know they probably have their own plans for power. There's no, like, big kind of, like, you know, big big punch, big gut punch to that reveal that it's just going to be one of the uh, one of the Tempest runners. And to me, it seems like something something kind of big that's set up. It's kind of one of Martian Rowe's core drives in the book. Like, he genuinely seems to want to wanna avenge his father. We don't know what their relationship was like, but he genuinely seems to want to avenge him, and, and it's, it's, it's a driving force for his character. Oh, yeah, I saw, I found a, a, another passage. Oh, sure. Um... Uh, Asgard Rowe did not bring the past to the Nile just for the credits it would give him, though. He had a goal in mind, redemption and revenge for his family and many others. He had not lived to see it come into fruition and had passed it down to his son. Mm. So Asgard, he wanted to do something. So I, so basically, Marcion is just completing what his father started. Ah, and then, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely seems to be something to do with the Jedi. In the um, in the Martian Row episode, I talked about how well we all kind of talked about how we think the Jedi 
had something to do with what happened to his planet and why they might want revenge on the Jedi. So, I think Mari Santeca could very well be a Sith Lord. A Sith Lord? A Sith Lord? You're full of it. <laughs> I know last episode I said the Sith weren't going to come into play in the, uh, in the High Republic. I may have changed my mind. So, we know the Sith have a vendetta against the Jedi, obviously, right? We know this from the start. What if, from the very start of this, Mari Santeca had set all this up, she'd set everything up with the Nile, to, like, to, uh, not the Nile, we'd, she set things up with the Row Race to end up having a conflict with the Jedi that led to the destruction, that led to her and Asgard Row and, you know, Martian Row, potentially, we don't know if he was, you know, was born at that point, leaving the planet with them, finding the Nile who take advantage of her power to wage war on the Jedi and the Republic. So what if the Nile are simply a step in Mari Santeca's plan to crush the Jedi? She's using them as their tool. And Martian truly believes that, that she's his tool, but it's the other way around. And I think Asgar Rho figured it out, and I think he went to, to kill her. I think he figured something out, and I think that what happened was, is she got to him first somehow. Maybe through the force, she like snapped his neck or crushed his throat. I don't know. It, I don't think it actually says how how he died or the circumstances of his death. I think that was left purposely vague so they could like have it in a story later. But that's what I I think happened. And I can't. You know, we know that Martian needs the pass, right? That's a big thing. He knows that. Mar- he knows that. We we think the big thing is that Mari Santek is going to die, right? And then he's going to lose the paths and, and it, it's going to be in shambles, the, the Nile, and he's going to have to do something to gain them back, right? To, to gain the power back. What if, instead of that, he finds out that Mari Santeca actually killed his father? So the, the two driving forces of, of Martian's character is cross the Jedi using the paths and avenge his father's death. What happens, dramatically-wise, in the narrative... If those two driving forces clash, that's to me that's 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 good drama, and that that is precisely the reason why I want Mari Santeca to be a Sith Lord, or maybe not a Sith Lord, but you know maybe that maybe that's part of the theory that wouldn't pay off. But I just at least the mastermind behind the Nile. Which could just be a classic, you know, just a villain. But yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, you know, if, the, if I was watching this like it was uh, like a modern. Uh, an animated Disney movie where you know everything's mm. got a twist villain now. Sure, I definitely yeah. would suspect Mari Santeca is one of those twist villains. Right, the kind Just you know you that's... wouldn't expect it. Right, Star Wars is no stranger yeah. to having yeah. the weak. Maybe she can have a duel with Yoda, and they're both like really old, and they're <laughs> doing flips. <laughs> that would be, be cool. Sick. Old people fight. You know how how old is she actually? Because I think she's like over a hundred at this point, right? She's she's, she's several old. generations old. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's another thing. She's old, right? Isn't the whole thing about the Sith trying to live forever? Maybe the secret is just True. to be an old lady. Oh, yeah, fuck. maybe. And Having machines uh, keep you alive. She figured out how to cheat yeah. death. And Sith rituals, they need uh, Sith artifacts. <laughs> All these tanks of tortured people just laying around in that ship. Ooh. Yeah. Dark oh. side energy. Secrets only the Sith knew. <gasps> we might um, be onto something. Another, another cool point of dialogue in the book well it's not really dialogue mm. um after she had asked what happened to the legacy run that like martian had told her um she mm. started laughing 
And Ooh, it says whoa. she laughed a surprisingly rich sound. Marcion had no idea where it came from. Her chest looked like uh, you could collapse the whole apparatus with the flicker of his finger. Yeah. So isn't what that a sick, twisted? So she's laughing. Yeah, she's <laughs> laughing about people dying and all this stuff going on. Right, and and, and, and good like, job, what? young man. Even I haven't murdered that many people in one go. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of Pretty you, much. <laughs> but not only that, it's kind of foreshadowing the fact that there is this hidden strength within her. Yeah. Cause right? I, you, you know, because yeah. you, you look at someone like Palpatine, right? And he's old in Return of the Jedi. He's like crippled, not crippled, but he's like old and wrinkly. But, you know, he's, he's there's a presence to him. There's a, You can tell there's a strength to him. Maybe not physically, but just there's like a, a burning fire inside him of, of hatred and rage and... <laughs> You know, and yeah. I think that with with Mari Santeca, we it might be a similar thing. I mean, I mean, well, we know, we know she's not Plagueis because we know Plagueis is a is a is a guy from Palpatine's story, right? You know, you refer to him as a he, but she could be. I mean, hey, Manny, here's a thing for you. With your theory about um, Martian being Plagueis, what if she is Plagueis's master? Whoa. And Plagueis turns out to be Martian Rowe, and she trains him to be a Sith, and she names him Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh yeah, oh whoa, because whoa. he brings plagues. I don't know. Yeah. He brings yeah. destruction yeah, that be... wherever. I, he, I don't. I don't he goes. think it needs to have. A, I don't think it needs to have a meaning because you know Palpatine just seemed to pull Vader out of his ass and uh. <laughs> yeah, but it trip, does so. mean father in German, so there is yeah, maybe, that. Just, maybe, yeah, maybe Vader. Well, maybe Vader does mean something in like the Sith language or something like. Yeah, maybe George Lucas just thought it was cool. Well, obviously, I mean, that's originally the, that's the Darth reason, was his right? first name, so. Okay, well. You know. Yeah, Palpatine just pulled it, pulled it from nowhere. Yeah. Then yeah, um, so Plagueis can just be from nowhere. I mean, I mean, uh, the Santecas are from Naboo, right? You know who else is from Naboo? Oh, Jar Jar. It's about to say Palpatine, but okay, <laughs> Jar Jar's fine as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with the Darth Jar Jar theory there for a second, but you kind of beat me to it. So I got so is 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 Darth. And there was, Mary... a, there was like, wasn't there like a whole Sith temple thing on uh, Naboo that was in the Clone Wars where was... Dooku was hiding at, or was it just a random temple? That might have been a Legends thing. I remember. I know there's a hidden Sith temple on Coruscant, like underneath yeah. the Jedi Temple. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. I don't remember. I could be wrong. No, I just remember there was an episode of Clone Wars where Duke was hiding in this temple, and I was like, Sith? Huh. Question mark. I don't know. I think that was the thing in Legends where Palpatine, as a kid, found some Sith stuff on Naboo. Or maybe I'm just making this all up, and it's really wrong. I mean, it would make sense. But maybe Naboo is just a breeding ground for Sith. Yeah, like Plagueis might be from. Well, no, not if it's Martian Row, but. Yeah, Mary Santeca might be from there, you know, Palpatine. And then yeah, so. he goes back to he goes back to like Mari Santeca's homeworld after after he di- after she dies or whatever or when she when he's ready to find a, an apprentice of his own and he finds Palpatine because he knows yeah, he finds this kid and, and he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Sheev. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the High Republic. <laughs> you know what though? I could totally see that happening. <laughs> it's like the post-credit totally scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives him like a dark hoodie. Oh yeah, he goes story. here. Wear this dot, and it's it it's actually a robe that um that Mario Santeca used, and he gives it yeah. to Palpatine. It's like the Palpatine theme plays, and It'd it's foreboding. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, joking aside, I think that look, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I I don't think I don't think the story's gonna go in this direction. It's pr- she's probably just a sweet old woman, who you know I I don't know. 
you know, Martian's using her. Martian's the bad guy here, right? She's a sweet old lady. But I just, I don't know that scene, that, that first introduction scene where we see her and she just, she just seems like she's fucking with him, man. Like she, like the, the more he wants the answers, the more she's kind of playing that, oh, I, I don't know. Oh, give me a minute to think. You know, I, I just, there's something, there's something not right Evil about Yoda? it. Evil Yoda? It'd be like Evil poetry. Yoda. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. You know, instead, I, of, instead of pretending to, to feed him like frogs, she pretends to have a seizure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, but but that is that is like what what the Sith do. They pretend to be these figures that are not. You know, Palpatine pretends to be this you know really nice, friendly, paternal figure towards Anakin. We don't know how Plagueis you know seduced Palpatine, but you know it wouldn't be a far stretch to imagine that it was it was a similar scenario. You know that the, the Sith the Sith like to play weak. You know, especially at this point where they can't really out themselves. And if if you do want to have the Sith kind of work in the shadows i think mari santeca would be a perfect way to do it but yeah no so th that's my theory and you know please in the comments let me know if you think i'm speaking bullshit because i am i know i am but if you think that maybe i'm right then hey stay tuned with uh high republic books because you know maybe maybe i called it first well probably not i'm sure someone's already had the idea before me um, so before I give it to Liz for the outro, um, I just want to mention, if you want to join the discussion, you can find us on r slash Great Hall of the Nihil, which is our subreddit. And if you want to talk to us on Discord, you can join the Starlight Beacon, which I'll link in the description below. Liz, do you want to take the outro? We hope you keep riding the storm with us all the way to join us for the next episode. And remember, we are all the Nihil. Bye.